Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. Kara, have you heard of Chat GPT? Yes. Okay. Isn't that the new AI thing? Yes. Yes. It's the chatbot artificial intelligence that's become insanely popular yes. over the last few weeks for how human-like it sounds when you chat with it. Ah. Well, I discovered something new today that I think you are going to be rather thrilled about. Okay. It's called Cat GPT. Oh, this is promising. It's the same thing as Chat GPT, except it perfectly imitates a cat instead of a human being. No! So, I kind of want to try this out. Oh my goodness. I'm wondering if maybe you could ask Cat GPT a question. Oh, yeah. And then I can read mm, how it answers. Totally. So okay. what would you ask oh, man. a cat AI if <laughs> you could ask it a question? <laughs> All right, let me think. Um, okay, how about this? Cat AI. No, that's probably not how you would address it, huh? Cat we'll GPT. Just... Cat GPT. Okay. All right. Cat GPT. Everyone always says that cats are cold and distant. I'd like to know, what do cats really think of humans? Okay, so I've got to just put this in here. Okay. And then wait for it to respond. Let's type in the response now. <laughs> okay. It did give me a very cute cat gif also, oh, by the nice. way. nice. Which you would appreciate. I love it. Okay, here's the response. Okay. Meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Ah, so much clearer. These days, you're probably running around with a smartphone, or at least a phone with a big touch screen that has the news and social media on it, right? Well, in the U.S., there's a different story popping up. Companies like HMD Global, the maker of Nokia, said that they're continuing to sell many of what they're calling feature phones, traditional flip phones that have features like GPS or internet tied to them. These are basically those candy bar dumb phones that people don't use social media on. They said that over the last year, sales were actually up for those kinds of phone in the U.S. market. They said that this is a trend of dumb phones, the Gen Z generation saying they want to be off of social media and cut out the distractions and the comparison in their life. So this is cool, but what I'm doing personally, check out the focus modes on your iPhone if you have one. Before you reach for a dumb phone and before you maybe give up that phone that's costed you thousands of dollars, try out the Apple focus modes. This is something that I've learned on myself. I actually have my phone in work mode right now. If you have an iPhone, there's a thing called focuses you can experiment with, different modes that you can put your phone in that limits screen time and limits access to social media. It's actually really interesting and it's what I've done instead of buying a whole new phone. So there's a middle ground somewhere in between giving up your smartphone entirely and getting a little dumb phone. Maybe check it out, consider it. It is not unusual for some shelters to pair animals together that are bonded, like two cats or two dogs, for example. What is unusual is a dog and a goat. At the Wake County Animal Shelter, a dog named Felix and a goat named Cinnamon were dropped off by their owner, and the shelter workers were not sure what to make of it. It turns out that Cinnamon gets exceptionally distressed when she's away from Felix, and that's when the shelter realized they need to stay together, even if it meant a smaller likelihood of them getting adopted. Because, to be honest, who wants a dog-get-goat-free combo? <laughs> Most people don't want to adopt a goat along with a dog. 
Thankfully, this story has a happy ending. Felix and Cinnamon were adopted together. Just so sweet. They're best friends for life, an unlikely pair, like peanut butter and jelly. I was listening to a devotional app on my way into work this morning, and you know, it's Holy Week. We're coming into Easter. And so they're focusing in particular on kind of these last hours of Jesus' life, Mm -hmm. the crucifixion. So kind of hard stuff to listen to sometimes. Mm -hmm. But today they said something that just really grabbed my heart and my mind. And I wanted to share this. They're talking about Mark 15 and this simple sentence. And with him, they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And this author, Tyler Statton, says, I am struck by the word with in this passage. Mm. If there's a word to sum up the life of Jesus, that has to be it. At his birth, they called him Emmanuel, which means God with us, Mm. born with us, walked with us, talked with us, lived with us, suffered and suffers with us. In this phrase is the great scandal and great comfort of Jesus. And I really love this point. Only Christianity gives us a God who is with us. Only Christianity gives us a God with scars. We all have maybe good and not so good ways of coping with stress, right? Michelle Thomas has a new one for us though. She said it'd been a very long week at her job. I knew I needed something to do to relax something to take my mind off the mountain of emails and the long to-do list. Does this sound familiar, right? She said, so I, a 37-year-old woman, broke out the Legos. I emptied the bags, arranged and built the minuscule bricks. My mind, she says, settled to the quietest it had been in months. The moment the structures started to take shape, it was genuinely thrilling. I finished assembling the bricks with one final triumphant click. The click of a job well done. The click of achievement of creating something fun, joyful, purely for pleasure. She said, I scanned my mind and found no anxious thoughts, no worries or what ifs, just peaceful satisfaction. So apparently playing with Legos can relieve stress in adults as well. And according to the company, they surveyed 32,000 parents and adults and found that 78% of adults claimed it helped them with their own well-being, with the same amount saying that it's fundamental to their happiness. Now, I love that. And I think that it might be worth checking out the Lego bricks the next time we find ourselves a little stressed. I think I'm gonna mess around with this. When you wanna reach out to a friend, there's a lot of ways to do it, right? You can send a text, call them, video chat them, even email them if you're feeling really old fashioned, or you could see them in person. What if it's the same way with prayer? What if we can connect to God in more than just one way, like we do with our other relationships? This is how I approach prayer, and I think it's really freeing and helps us get into a mindset that this is a relationship, this is communication, it's a two-way street. It's not just us crying out in need, it's us telling God about our day, sharing thoughts, feelings, joys, sorrows, just like when we update our friend on how life is going, and we need to listen. I know that's the hardest part, but I think seeing prayer as a conversation helps us learn how to pray better and hopefully listen better when he's trying to tell us something. Just something I've been thinking about a lot lately. 
Okay, here's a fun theoretical situation for you, Kara. Okay. Let's say I gave you $4,000 and said, you can spend this on anything you want. Oh, man. Do a little online shopping. Yeah. You have to do it in like the next like 30 minutes. You got to oh. pick quick. <laughs> That's fast. But if you can spend $4,000 in the next 30 minutes, I mean, you can have whatever you buy. I could probably manage. What would you go for? Oh, my goodness. Well, lately I've been looking at like, this is so grown up and stupid, but a really expensive pillows. Ah, okay. There you go. <laughs> you know, like the Tempur-Pedic cooling right. pillows. So a very nice pillow. A very nice would pillow. Would maybe be your first stop. Yeah. I, I think it would be really fascinating to get everybody's different perspectives yeah. on this question <laughs> because probably I wouldn't go for the fancy no, pillow. Right. I'd have other things in mind. <laughs> but I love this. I was reading a story about a, a five-year-old girl whose mom let her play with her phone during uh -oh. a car ride uh -oh. just for a couple minutes yeah. to keep her distracted. She was getting really bored. Oh, boy. And then she discovered the girl had ordered nearly $4,000 worth of stuff ah! from Amazon. Oh, no! And <laughs> if you're curious about what she would buy, I if am. she went on a 30-minute $4,000 <laughs> shopping spree, uh -huh. $4,000 worth of cowgirl boots oh! and child-sized motorcycles. Is that a... <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Little, yeah, wow. rideable motorcycles okay. and cowgirl boots. Well, there you go. That was all she needed. <laughs> so I originally found this story on April 1st, and I had to do a little bit of digging to make sure that it was actually real. This is real. Last week in Phoenix, somebody stole a 15-foot-tall sculpture made to look like those red plastic spoons that Dairy Queen serves. This was outside of a Dairy Queen, obviously, and Raman Carla, the owner of the Dairy Queen, was quoted saying, the spoon is too big to eat anything. For whoever took the spoon, we want you to bring it back, which it's 15 feet tall, no arguments there. It makes me so sad when people steal things like this, kind of big landmark fun items. Um, I grew up in a town called Pocahontas, and we had a big wooden Pocahontas statue. It was all cool and just aged with wood. It had that outdoor weathered wood look. It was awesome. One day, poof, just gone. We had to replace it with a stone statue. It was so sad. But um, yes, to the Dairy Queen spoon thief, I'm going to make an appeal here. Please bring the spoon back. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> People are going to know you took it. Come on. knows that humans have unique fingerprints, but did you know that dogs have something unique too, something specific to just them? It's their noses! Each dog nose is different and unique, and there's a company in South Korea that is working to make an app dedicated to distinguishing dogs based on their cute little noses. But this is what's really cool. The use of this technology is to help lost dogs find their owners. Just scan the dog's nose, I guess. And oh, it's a Skippy and he belongs to Marsha or whatever. And then they can be reunited. I think this is so sweet, so cool. And who would have thought that every dog has a unique nose? Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. <laughs>